Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, January 4th, 2021. Happy New Year. And as I said in the year ender, 2021 will be a better year uh, than last year. I mean, hard to be worse, right? Um, But I think we should have a small dose of optimism because this is a very resilient country. Now, we have a lot to tell you about tonight. I'm going to slow myself down a little bit because you're going to get a lot of information. Um, And always good to have a pen and paper when you watch this program if you're involved in discussions and things like that. Um, We have uh, basically a unique news service here. And I think you know that, Uh, particularly you guys and gals who are uh, premium and concierge members on BillOReilly.com. You're there for a reason. And those of you watching on the First TV and other services, uh, listening to us on the radio, um, you know that we don't uh, mask anything. All right, we tell you the truth. And sometimes you don't like it. And I understand that, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna alter it. And this year, we all need to stay ahead of the news cycle, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what is going to happen and why. And then you can adjust um, your lifestyle, your finances, whatever it may be. Now, I was almost 100% last year. And we were going over all the things that I told you about the election, about COVID, and they all came true. Just keep that in mind. Now, it's not that I'm a genius. It's just that I use a formula based on facts and history. I combine contemporary facts with history. And the fact that I've been to every single state and every major city in this country, and I know the rhythms of the country, that helps. So a lot of people you listen to, they don't know anything. All right? They're just there uh, because they look good or they know somebody in the company or whatever it may be. All right, so let's begin with Wednesday uh, on the vote certification. Um, The Electoral College puts Joe Biden into the presidency. Now, there are millions of Americans, literally, who believe the election was a fraud. Now, there is evidence that there were fraudulent things that took place. There's no question about that. All right. But the court system is not going to overturn a vote unless the evidence is incredible, vivid, beyond any doubt. And that has not been produced by the Trump administration. So there are at least a dozen Republican senators led by Ted Cruz who are going to object to the Electoral College certifying Joe Biden on Wednesday. That's their right to do that because they believe, as I do, there was fraud in the election. But it is not going to matter because it's an up or down vote in the House and in the Senate on whether Mr. Biden should be certified, if there's an objection. Up or down, majority wins. All right? The Democrats control the House, and the Republicans are enough of them in the Senate that don't want this challenge, so it's impossible, impossible for the challenge to um, divert the electoral votes. All right? Just so you're hearing it here. If you're, I get a lot of mail from concierge members, you know, oh, they're going to do this, that, and the other thing. I understand that some commentators are telling you differently. But again, got to go on that track record. I've been doing this 25 years. 
I am not wrong very often. Okay, so uh, Cruz and the other senators are going to say, look, we need a 10-day audit of the election, so you've got to stop the certification process, which is overseen by Vice President Pence. And Pence is not going to join this crew because that's not his job to do that. He's not a senator. All right? He is a functionary. So when the Senate and the House vote on anything, if they do, I don't even know if it'll get there, and the certification is upheld, which it will be, Pence has to certify it, okay? All right, so that's what's going to go on on Wednesday. Um, Just so you know, throughout all of our history, uh, the electoral votes have never not been certified. Very, very hard to do this. Now, in 2016, the Democrats did the same thing. And the press encouraged it. Now, Cruz and, and the others are, you know, being demonized. Tell you the corruption of the press. I'm not going to harp on the corruption of the American press this year. I've established that beyond any reasonable doubt. We have a corrupt corporate media in America. And it's not likely to change anytime soon. They will be punished by you this year. You will see it. I will report that. But to just say... Continue saying they're corrupt, they're corrupt, they're corrupt. Okay. I mean, we've established. So uh, in 2016, uh, the usual suspects, Congresswoman Waters, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, Pramila Japal, James McGuire, you know, the usual kooks on the far left. Um, they didn't want uh, the vote to be certified in favor of Trump. I mean, the president say anything. <laughs> All right, Georgia. So this is uh, going to affect your life directly, what happens. In my life, too. And that's why we should be paying attention. So over the weekend, you may have heard that Donald Trump called the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger. All right, Brad Raffensperger. And said, hey, uh, we think there's been fraud in Georgia. And we need you to find that out and turn it around for us. So why, Mr. President, why? why? You know the Georgia authorities from the governor on down are not going to do that. They've recounted the votes. They're not going to say we're not going to go ahead with what our vote count came out to be. I believe the vote count in Fulton County, that's Atlanta, was criminally maladjusted. That's what I believe based upon what I've seen. Can I prove it? I cannot. And the state of Georgia is adamant that their count, recount, is true and that President Trump lost by 11,000 votes. But Trump called him up, called Rassenberger on the phone, said, can you find me 11,400 votes? Now, this is the way Trump speaks. All right, come on. We know this fraud, Brad. Get on it. Find out what happened. This is the way he speaks. So, phone call was taped and immediately leaked to the Washington Post by Brad Raffensperger and his crew. Maybe Raffensperger himself didn't do it, but he damn well knows who did it. What a sleazy move. What a terrible, terrible thing to do. Raffensperger is a Republican. Okay. So they leak it out to the Washington Post. 
And now it's Trump trying to interfere in the election. Trump's trying to do a coup. Trump's this. Trump's it's all BS. Trump had a perfect right to call Secretary of State of Georgia and say, look, we think there's fraud. Here's why. Can you take a, a 15th look? Would I have done it if I were president? No, because I would have known the call was going to be taped and leaked. And Trump should have known that, too. But again, on and on and on and on. All right, the Senate vote tomorrow is David Perdue, Republican incumbent, against John Ossoff, young documentarian who's far left off the chart. All right, now in the first runoff, Ossoff lost to Perdue by about two percentage points, all right, by uh, less than 100,000 votes, but about two percentage points. Will Perdue beat Ossoff? I don't know. I thought he would, but then they put the stimulus check thing in there. Instead of 600 bucks to the Georgians, I'm sorry, instead of it, 2,000 bucks, it's 600. I don't know how that's going to play. I think Purdue will beat him. The other is Kelly Loeffler. She ran uh, against another Republican, Doug Collins, against this unbelievable radical, Raphael Warnock, on the Democratic side. They beat Warnock handily. All right, they beat Warnock by about 600,000 votes, the combination of Collins and Loeffler. So Loeffler should win that easy. But the polls say it's tied. Do I believe the polls? Well, this is Trafalgar. I mean, they're pretty good. They say it's a tie. And the problem is that um, the black vote All goes to the Democrats. 88% of African-Americans in Georgia voted for Biden. And you got to figure more will vote for Warnock because he's African-American. And it's about 27, 28%, no, 32%, 32% of the electorate in uh, Georgia is African-American. It's going to be close. Um, The problem here is that African-Americans in Atlanta, all right, that's the problem. Because Fulton County, uh, there's a lot of shenanigans going on there. So maybe he'll get 98% of the African-American vote in in Atlanta. And Atlanta is the main population center, 500,000 people there. All right, in Georgia, the population is 10,006,000. So you can see. So it's going to be close. And uh, I'm praying, I am literally praying, and I don't do this often, that the Republican candidates win, not because they're so great. I don't think either of them are that great, Laffer or Purdue. All right, they haven't impressed me, but they're light years better than the radical leftists running against them. And why? Because if the Senate is 50 50, all right, which is what it would be if the two Georgia Democrats win, then Chuck Schumer is the House Majority Leader. Schumer is the guy making the calls on what legislation is voted upon. All the committees go Democrat. Therefore, Hunter Biden investigation, bye. All right, election fraud investigation, bye. Never going to happen. Prosecute Trump, yeah. We'll do that tomorrow. And the country is just thrown into chaos. Gigantic tax increases, which will cripple the economy. Stock market today tanked. 
Why? Because there's some people that fear that two Democrats will win in Georgia. That's why it tanked. Every corporation in the country knows they're going to be gutted if the Democrats control the Senate as well as the House. Biden's not going to stop anything. So this is vital, all right, to all of us. Now, if the Democrats win, whenever that is certified, I will tell you what to do or what you might want to consider doing based on what I'm doing. I'd never tell you or suggest to you to do anything that I don't do. So you know that. All right, so Donald Trump's travel in Georgia tonight, 9 o'clock rally. I'm sure Fox News will take it because Fox News is having trouble in the ratings. So they're going to take Trump tonight at 9. Uh, will that help Purdue and Laffer? Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. But Donald Trump's not doing anybody any good by uh, challenging the election at this point. He should say, I believe the election was fraudulent. I've said that from the very beginning. He's the president. He has a right and a duty to say that. But the process is not going to change. What we need now is an investigation by the Justice Department, aided by congressional committees. And if Schumer's in charge, you're never going to get it. All right. So Georgia used to be a red state. Now it's like this. All right. A lot of liberals moved into Atlanta. And the blacks, as I said, are voting en bloc for the Democratic Party. Now, over the vacation, the break, I spent a lot of time thinking about you because you're our lifeblood. All right. You are viewers. So we can't do this without our television and radio people. And so I put together a progressive manifesto. All right. What the far left really wants because most people don't have any clue about this. And this is very, very important. I'm going to spend the next seven minutes on this. Okay? Very important that you understand what is behind the scenes. We'll start with Joe Biden. He is not a far-left progressive. But he is not strong enough to stand up against the movement. And he won't. So these people are going to change the country if they can, and Biden is not going to stand in opposition. The press, same thing. There are varying degrees of lunacy. The Disney Corporation, for example, they don't want a progressive takeover because it cuts into their corporate profits. Yet all of their television is geared to the left. All of it. There's actually one show on CBS that isn't, and that's Blue Bloods, the police show. But almost 80% of all entertainment programming is geared to the left. And news program, The View, that's Disney. All right, but see, they don't understand, they, the people who run Disney, what's really going to happen to them if the progressives get power. All right. In order for the progressive movement to destroy traditional America. And that's their goal. We're talking about Black Lives Matter. We're talking about George Soros. We're talking about Ocasio-Cortez and the socialist cadre. They want to destroy 
traditional America. That is the goal. They have to first destroy the economy because our economy provides more opportunity for more people in the world than any other country. The progressives have to destroy that so they can build up a big socialist government to tell us what we can and can't do, what we can and can't have. That's socialism. They've got to destroy the capitalist marketplace. So the first step is punitive taxation on corporations and the wealthy, punishing achievement, punishing people who develop things by taking almost a majority of what they have and giving it to the government in the form of taxation. All right, that's number one. Then restricting profits and salaries. Restricting. So you can't make over this amount of money. All right, and if you do, you have to give it all to us, the federal government. The third thing is run up massive debt. Now this is about the $2,000 check as opposed to the $600 check. The Republicans in the Senate, led by McConnell, said, look, we can't give every American citizen $2,000. We already owe $28 trillion. You're going to break the American dollar. There's only so many dollars we can print. But the progressives want to break the dollar. They want the currency to collapse. Because once the free marketplace collapses, the big federal government steps in to control it. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the Great Depression. The marketplace collapsed. Who ran the economy? Roosevelt ran it. The New Deal. All right? That's what the progressives want. They want the dollar and the economy to collapse. So they're going to run up as much debt as they can. That means trillions for the Green New Deal, a theory. That means guaranteed income for everyone, everyone. If you're a heroin addict, an alcoholic, if you're a homicidal maniac, it doesn't matter. You get 45000 50000 whatever the progressives can give you, guaranteed income. Of course, it bankrupts the whole system. Can't afford that. We're bankrupt now with Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, even though we pay into that. Okay. Then private property. So I have two houses, nice ones. I worked my butt off to get them. Government will take them when I die if I can't pay the wealth tax, which is climbing at an astronomical rate. And now they want a wealth tax to tax, when I'm alive, what I have. That's the wealth tax. That's why millions of people are getting out of New York and California, because those legislatures, state legislatures, want to pass a wealth tax. Republicans have blocked that in Washington. They won't if the houses, the two houses are controlled by Democrats. Okay. Then there is the guarantees beyond income. Housing justice, food justice. Have you heard food insecurity? Okay. All of these things are coming in. Oh, no. 
in addition to a guaranteed salary. And you don't have to work to get that salary, by the way. You don't have to work. You can be disabled if you're a drug addict. That's disability. You don't have to work. And and by the way, we're going to give you the drugs free, which is what they tried to do in San Francisco. Okay. So then we're going to guarantee you a certain house, certain, you know, place where you live. And then we're going to guarantee you food, nutrition, in addition to free college, all the way through. No government can do this. No government can afford it. But that's what the socialists want. So they break it all down and then they rise up this totalitarian federal government and state governments, too, in certain places. This is, this is what you do. This is what we're going to take. And there's no end to it. Okay. COVID has helped them because this COVID check stuff, sending it out, and believe me, it was needed. I didn't oppose a $2,000 check. I didn't think it was a smart way to do it, but I didn't oppose. Okay. But now, now it's there. Oh, you know, anything bad goes by, we're going to send you a check, send you money. And the debt rises because there's not enough tax money to afford all that. Then there's the hate the rich. You see this every single day. So if you're affluent and successful, we hate you. Except if you're a Hollywood star because they have self-loathing out there. They hate themselves. But class warfare, and that's what they're preaching to the African-American community, to the immigrant community, to the Hispanics, not really working in the Hispanic community, but they're trying. Oh, look at all these people have. They, they don't deserve it. You should have some of that. All right. Share the land, they used to say in the 1960s. You should have that resentment. So the far left progressive movement is fostering a climate of resentment toward people who have succeeded, all right? Even if you've worked hard your whole life and saved and and been responsible and law-abiding, no, 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 no. If you have it, we want it. We're taking it from you and giving it to those other people who don't have very much because they're entitled. It's payback for slavery. This is the New York Times. So all you white people got rich off the backs of the slaves in the 19th century. Now it's payback. Come on. You pay back. You give us now. You don't think that's happening? That's happening big time. Psychological. So there are certain, um, they call them spear points to all of this destruction of traditional American economy. Black Lives Matter, global organization, spear point number one, just this year, last year, 2020, because of George Floyd and other violence against African-Americans. They're spear point. It's no accident that they're a Marxist organization. George Soros gives away billions of dollars. He's a spear point. He got that nut elected Gasson in LA County. He's not, he won't enforce any law. So you live in Los Angeles County, the largest county in the country, and some drunk driver hits you and hurts you, not going to happen to that person, particularly if they're 
in the country illegally. Nothing going to happen to him. Because guess what? He wouldn't even let the police answer the call. So it's crazy, but it's happening. It's happening. Now, all you have to do is look at Portland, Oregon, totally out of control. Seattle, Washington, totally out of control. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, and we'll get to all these cities tonight. New York City. They're all run by far left progressives. Break it down, break it down, break it down. So we can build up an authoritarian, radical left government. Then there's the social stuff. We're a racist society. You know that, right? You're, you're white, you're racist. White privilege, white supremacy. We're racist. The whole country's a racist society. So we don't really deserve the prosperity that we have because we're racist. How many times do you hear that? Boston University, my alma mater, just hired this guy, Zendi. <laughs> it's unbelievable, this guy. And he's, a, he's like the superstar on campus now. All right? Religion violates human rights, reproductive rights. Oh, you can't. You can't try to protect the unborn. No, no. If you do that, you're a human rights violator. To try to protect the unborn, you're a human rights violator because you're intruding on reproductive rights. See? See how it is? And the media accepts all this. And here's how crazy it's gotten. Abraham Lincoln's a racist. They're taking his name off a high school in San Francisco. The Board of Ed taking his name off because he didn't do enough. Abraham Lincoln. Was there an outcry in the city of San Francisco about that? See any protests about that? Media up in arms about that? Mm-mm, no way. Because if you go against the progressives, you're racist. You're a bigot. You're this. Me too that. Cancel culture this. Your life literally is in danger. Your livelihood is in danger if you oppose these people. That's how strong they become. Majority of Americans don't buy into this, by the way. But they're intimidated because the media won't challenge any of it. And as far as individual rights are concerned, you don't have any rights. You don't have the right to defend yourself. The radical left would throw that Second Amendment out the window. You don't have a right for bare arms. Uh Uh-uh. You want to protect your home and your family? Nope. No, 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 no. You can't. But the criminal with the gun coming to take your stuff or shooting you in Chicago... They're not going to hurt him. He can go doing what he wants. They let him right out. These are serious gun people, criminals with guns, right out. But you can't defend yourself. Nope. So it's working on the far left. Look how much progress they've made over the past 10 years, 15 years how much progress they've made. This would be unheard of after 9-11. Think back to after 9-11. This, all of this garbage. Now in the House of Representatives, you can't say man and woman anymore. Nancy Pelosi said, no, no gender pronouns anymore. Uh-uh. You're a college kid. You speak out against the progressive left. You're isolated. Maybe you're even expelled in some places. 
All right, tomorrow I'm going to have part two of the Progressive Manifesto. I hate to depress you, but it's you got to know what's in play. Again, the majority of Americans do not buy this. They're not buying into it. But they're ignorant of what the end game is. And now you're not. All right, let's look at Chicago. All right, 2020 ended with 769 homicides. All right, that's up from 491 last year. Okay, tremendous rise in homicides, shooting victims, 4,033, more than Afghanistan in Chicago. 4,033 shootings. Last year was 2,598. 79 Chicago police officers were shot at last year. 22 and 19. Get the feeling Chicago's out of control? You bet it is. Totally out of control. Third largest city in the country. About New York City. New York City. Okay. So on Saturday, a bat-wielding man, not Batman, a guy with a baseball bat, attacked 10 people. 10 people he beat with a baseball bat. Brian Thompson, finally caught. Is he in jail? No. He caused massive injuries to 10 people. Is he in jail? He is not. So where is he? Where's Brian Thompson? Well, he's being evaluated at Bellevue. He's being evaluated. There he is. He's in a nice hospital bed. Probably handcuffed. Because if he isn't, he'll go out and smash doctors and nurses. Okay? All right. Now, will anything happen to Brian Thompson? Probably something will happen to him. But if the doctor comes back and says, oh, he, you know, he's mentally ill, which of course he has to be to do that, I'm not going to put him in prison. No, no, no. Why would you do that? Oh, no. Not going to put Brian in prison. Mm-mm. We'll get him the help he needs. And I'm sure Brian really wants help. How about Lisa Kavanaugh, 51 years old, works for Governor Cuomo as a recruitment and appointments officer. Okay, so she's walking down the street in New York City and Christopher Guzman, 28 year old homeless man, walks up to her with a concrete brick and smashes her in the head. All right. Where where is uh, Christopher Guzman? Where? where? Not in jail. Mm mm being evaluated right near the other guy, the bad guy. They're being evaluated. I don't know. Why would they smash Lisa Kavanaugh? Ms. Kavanaugh didn't know the guy. Could have killed her. Could have killed her. All right? So uh, I wonder what Governor Cuomo thinks about it. Did he even visit Lisa? I don't know. Rick Moranis, the actor. You remember we reported on this in November. He's walking down the street, his neighborhood, Upper West Side of Manhattan. Some guy punches him in the face. Marcus Ventura, 35 years old. Okay? Where is uh, Marcus? Now it's a month and a half later. Oh, 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 still being evaluated. Still being evaluated. Not in jail. No, no, no. And Marcus has five felonies on his sheet. But he's being evaluated. 
I understand uh, Mr. Moranis hasn't even been notified about where the guy is. Now, do you think anything is going to happen to those three people? The Batman, the guy who hit uh, the Cuomo staffer with a, with a piece of concrete, and the guy who punched Moranis, you think anything's going to happen to them? 50-50. St. Patrick's Cathedral. You remember that after uh, the George Floyd protests in May, they put F.U. in graffiti on St. Patrick's. Were they prosecuted? No, 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 they were not. The case is ongoing, they tell us. Okay, there's three of them that did it. Cops found them. Cops are good. Cops will get you. But the, the district attorney, Cy Vance, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, oh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. On New Year's Day, St. Patrick's Cathedral, 1.30 a.m., more graffiti, all cops are bastards. Same thing. Same thing. But this time, police were there and apparently didn't do anything. Didn't arrest, no arrests. They were there because it was a Black Lives Matter protest at 1.30 in the morning on New Year's Day. Okay, they marched down Fifth Avenue. Nothing. No arrests. Cops didn't see it. No arrests. Portland. How about that? They rang in the new year with uh, riots. Okay, more riots. Let's go, Portland, Oregon. There we go. Molotov cocktails, fire. And now the idiot mayor, Ted Wheeler, says, quote, I'm calling on our federal, our state, our county, and our local law enforcement partners to convene with me to develop clear plans to address anarchist violence. Hey, Mayor Wheeler, it's only been going on for 10 months. And you finally are calling for some help. Why? Because Trump's not president anymore. That's why. Portland, Oregon, you guys get what you deserve out there. Lovely city. Multnomah County, you get what you deserve. They burn your house down. I'm sorry. Do I see counter demonstrations in Portland against this? I do not. Unbelievable. Three arrests, by the way, in Portland. That's big. That's big. They actually arrested three people. Will anything happen to them? No. Cornell University, Ithaca, New York, upstate. So the Cornell says, hey, if you are a student, you got to be vaccinated for the flu. Here's a quote. The requirement for students in the Ithaca area to receive a flu shot during the fall semester is unique to this academic year and was included at the request of health care professionals who are rightfully concerned that increases in both the flu and COVID could pose very significant risks to the health and well-being of communities across the country and to the Ithaca region's overall medical response capacity. However, because the flu vaccine was not required by New York State, and is a new requirement at the university, all Cornell students were given the opportunity to request a non-medical or non-religious exemption. And who gets that exemption? Minority students, of course, at Cornell. Yep. Quote, given the longstanding concerns about how communities of color and black people in the United States have been mistreated historically in medical research, Cornell Health posted special guidance to acknowledge these concerns and provide additional information about the new vaccine mandate and why Cornell considered vaccination crucial. 
Conversations about health equity are common within the healthcare community, as outlined in guidance from the Centers for Disease Control. So if you are a minority, you can get an exemption. Don't have to get the vaccination at Cornell. White kids do. Minorities don't. No. So they create two classes of students. Isn't that nice? Martha Pollack is the president of Cornell. She supports defunding the police. There you go. Hey, Martha, how you doing, huh? Yeah, you're a real uh, champ up there. Really good. All right, I'm going to go right to this day in history. Lyndon Johnson, January 4th, 1965. In his State of the Union speech, he creates the Great Society. The Great Society was supposed to wipe out poverty. It did not succeed. $22 trillion later, and a trillion dollars a year on top of it, going forward, the Great Society has made some progress in healthcare, Medicare, Medicaid, but the poverty rate, you know who made progress in the poverty rate? Donald Trump. Now, why are minorities continue to be poor? Perhaps it's because 70% of African-American babies are born out of wedlock. In 1964, it was 25%. That's why people are poor. You want a great society? Then change personal behavior. Then you'll have a great society. $22 trillion isn't going to do it. Quick break. Back with your mail in a moment. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, let's get some mail going on here in the first broadcast of 2021. Alan Schwartz, Trinity, Florida. Bill, I disagree with you that 2020 was the worst year since 1929. I believe the World War II years were worse with the Holocaust and other worldwide casualties. I'm talking about the USA. In World War II, we all banded together to fight evil. There was unity in the country, not the way it is now. So it's my opinion, and I respect yours. Jeff Hansen, Bakersfield, California, agree with your comment that 2020 was the worst year in American history. I would add a low point in government trust, a judicial system that mirrors that of a corrupt third world country. It's getting there. I don't know if we're there yet, but in some places we are. On the message board, concierge member Lorraine. Thank you, Lorraine. This year is certainly worse than 1929. We sat helpless as a country took a beating all year from COVID, criminals, evil corporation, and left-wing loons. Can't argue with it, Lorraine. 
William Lampman, Marlton, New Jersey. Uh, I need two questions answered, Bill. How did Trump's election numbers do relative to Obama? Donald Trump got eight million more votes, popular votes, than Barack Obama. Um, and that was a pretty impressive. Second question. I need somebody to realistically look at the numbers and tell me why they make sense in the election. That has to be done by analytics. That has to be done by the federal government, not states. It's not going to be done, I don't believe. Timothy Bennett, White Lake, Michigan. What's your take on the New York City prosecutors going after Trump and his tax returns? They'll do it. New York State will go after Donald Trump once he leaves office. Anastasia, concierge member, Pfizer CEO, partly responsible for Donald Trump's loss. I'm ashamed that he used his leftist views to hurt him. That's because Trump wanted to limit drug prices. And just today, Pfizer announced he's raising them. Biden, not going to do anything about it. Jack, my next door neighbor, stopped talking to us when we put that stand up for your country sign in our front yard. Well, your neighbor really isn't being neighborly, is he? Nothing you can do. Be proud of your country. Stand up for your country. Even with all the flaws, our movement is taking hold. Stand up for your country. Uh, one more. Um, ba, 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 ba. Kristen Myers, Macon, Missouri. Bill, just wanted to wish you a happy new year. My husband and I watch you every night. We thank you for your honesty and frankness. We've also just retired. And I'm looking forward to reading all the killing books. Yes, you'll enjoy them. Happy retirement. Enjoy that. You deserve it. All right, quick break and back with a final thought on COVID. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, first of all, word of the day, do not be a barber monger when writing to us. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. And if you got a gift card, go to our store. We got all sales now and you really stock up on good stuff, including all the killing books like Killing Crazy Horse, still on the bestseller list. Um, all right. So I didn't have COVID in the show because there's really nothing new. It's horrible. It's getting worse. I'm not really sure why everybody in the Northeast is wearing masks, but it is. Be very, very cautious. However, I'm predicting by May, because of the vaccine, relief will kick in. So I got this on videotape now. So I think we'll emerge from the COVID terror, because a lot of people are terrified, by May. Praying that happens. Here in my state, New York, Governor Cuomo screwing up the distribution. What a shock. I hope in your state it's better. Individual governors are solely responsible. I hope you enjoyed our first broadcast. I know there was a lot of stuff. Things will get better. We'll see you tomorrow.